Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. Podcast, a podcast fueled almost entirely by booing, which is good. Uh, I'm Graham Thillis and I'm in Glasgow's West End, and I'm joined today by two men of fine repute. Say hello, Andy Harrow. Hello. And say hello, Craig Anderson. Hello, Craig Anderson. Excellent. Um, <laughs> can, can miss you. He sent me off after I <laughs> uh, We will be looking at some football today, shortly, because um, there was actually some football took place over the past few days. Um, but that's, first, that's, uh, that's questionable. Well, but some football took. Part took place in the Highlands. Some, some people were on a football pitch. We'll go for that. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll, st- we'll stick with that. Um, but before we get to that, we will get stuck into the trend that's sweeping the nation in hotties or noughties. Uh, does somebody want to give me a hottie? I can do one. I'm hoping I'm probably I'm treading on your toes, but it's uh, footballers doing their own social media pattern and like designing their own stuff and it's uh, it comes from both of them players on international duty from the SPFL this week uh, Livingston Steve Lawson um, away with Togo and St Mirren's Duncan Nazon away with Haiti both of them photoshopped themselves into like cartoons yep. in order to promote themselves <laughs> all the games and I I I would make it compulsory at least um, every team has to have at least one, one person one doing pattern it meister. I Yusuf Malumbu certainly missed a trick. Um, he was he was a Kilmarnock player who was away with like the most obscure nation, yeah. um, and he yeah he should have had some sort of 
thing as well because I don't you need to look it up the Lawson does it all the time so yeah, Lawson, Lawson, Lawson does it every um, week for league games you, you pointed it out to me recently Graham when he, he posted it before the Aberdeen game himself like as a transformer or something yeah uh, I'm not familiar with uh, most of these <laughs> and I sound like an old man but I'm not familiar with most of the superhero movies like I've lost interest mm-hmm. but um, he mocked himself up as one of these um, ahead of the Livingston Aberdeen game, and then he posted himself coming off the plane in Togo. He posted himself or wherever Togo were playing. Yeah. Posted himself um, in a variety of kind of fun situations this week, and then Duckins Nazon. Um, he really stepped up a level uh, as well. He, so he scored twice for Haiti. One of them as well was an absolute belter, and he skinned about eight people and then knocked it in the corner. It was a smashing goal. I thought the. Um, UEFA Nations League was the Pater tournament to beat all Pater tournaments, but the CONCACAF one is better because <laughs> it's like, God, I, and they had the St. Martin Derby, um, where <laughs> the island, the Caribbean island of St. Martin, which I think is about the same size as like Arran or something, has two, uh, a Dutch region and a French region, and they played against each other for the first time. Really? Um, and uh, St. Martin won 4 3. I really enjoyed the Duckins Nazon as well, had lasers coming out of his eyes chasing guys in, in Cuban suits, which. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if that's problematic or not, but it was very entertaining to look at, if nothing else, a big cartoon Duckins and Nazon. Um, seeing as you're talking about the, the CONCACAF Nations League, I actually have another hottie related to the CONCACAF Nations League. Uh, so another 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 hottie is Andrew Ross. So you're both looking at me absolutely yeah, blankly, which seems entirely fair. Uh, Andrew Ross is a 32-year-old from Newborough in Aberdeenshire who made his debut for the British Virgin Islands last night. He... Does not he's not played junior football. Uh, he's not really played a lot of amateur football, but he's been in the British Virgin Islands long enough to be eligible to play for the British Virgin mm-hmm. Islands. And, and living there that's is pretty much all you require. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's that, that, I, I don't know if it was wasn't it with the Cayman Islands who had a, a wheeze re, a while back, maybe in the maybe the two thousands, where they wanted to get basically anybody with a British passport they were trying to convince him to play and Jed Brannan who was in Moscow at the time but they they weren't eligible so I don't think they actually went through with it I'm sure sure there was at least one funny one or one odd one that turned up for the Cayman Islands before they said no you can't just go probably not the first wheeze that's happened in the Cayman Islands it's one of the more celebrious ones on that note I really hope it's going to happen because he's definitely not going to play for Scotland at this point Uh, Rory McKenzie is eligible for Trinidad and Tobago Um, make it happen I've no idea but yeah he's he's done interviews and stuff like when he was I think he was does, does he put on an accent when he's doing it? Because if he does, that's, that's questionable. Right? He flitted in, in and out of uh, Scotland under 21 yeah, squads, yeah. and at the time he was saying, oh, um, I think he'd been left out of one, and there was an interview where he's like, oh, I might go and play for Trinidad. You know how when a player um, gets left out of a Scotland just squad, they, yeah. suddenly, they suddenly discover yeah. that they have... Um, <laughs> Like Harry Sutton yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Andrew Ross made his debut for the British Virgin Islands. Uh, he came on in the second half, uh, got a, a... What was it? Uh, he was playing... They were playing Bonaire. I didn't know that Bonaire was a country, but, so that was uh, that was interesting for me as well. Um, but he got a man from Bonaire sent off. He then latterly won a penalty, and there's a great still of it, which I'll stick up on Twitter, which is him... Like he's not even on the ground, but he's looking directly at the referee. Um, so he's definitely won them a penalty. Yeah. Uh, they didn't win, however. They lost two two one to uh, Bonaire, mm. whoever Bonaire. Are. I I would strongly recommend that you look at the pitches in these games. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> uh, the pitch, uh, like some of these stadiums look like like sub juniors quality. <laughs> 
and and this is so I, I I'll say it on the podcast as well. One thing that I am planning to do for the next World Cup is to watch highlights of every single qualifier. Um, not the full game because I'm not a masochist at Craig Fowler but to watch highlights of every single qualifier and I think the main thing I will be looking out for is the pitches yeah excellent some sort of pitch watch yeah I can do like a pitch um, rating like like, yeah. like the PFA Scotland they've been trailblazers in this except that mine will be statistically valid <laughs> <laughs> so yes Andrew Ross from Newbury you're one of our hotties this week I always uh, one of my dreams was actually if I had any kids that we would like spirit them away to like San Marino or Faroes or one of these other job or places. Scotland. Get them born there and then bring them back across so that there's a good chance they could play international football at some point in the future. And then you got a day out. Exactly, I know. I'll probably long weekend away. Uh, as it happens, realistically, I'm probably not going to be able to convince my wife to uh, transfer across to Faroe Islands for her postnatal uh, care. But it will also be potentially difficult for you to transfer anywhere because you're going to be born post Brexit. You're going nowhere. Good point. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Another thing I told you so rude. Um, <laughs> uh, can I go for a naughty? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Um, I'm going to go for Umar Sadiq, who's been back in the news. <laughs> We thought we were finished with the varsity. We thought the terrible miss against Aberdeen in the semi-final was the he last one. He didn't, he didn't try to score. Yeah, true. <laughs> Good point. Um, but he has returned with a vengeance. Um, uh, just tiny head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so basically, he still has a beef with Rangers, which um, is understandable given that apparently they still owe him a month's wages uh, and we found out that he was fined 20 grand for liking an Instagram post which is frightening to know that it almost that he was probably getting paid that, that uh, either a, in a week or over a course of that my understanding is the maximum that you can fine a player is two weeks wages right so, so at minimum reason for paying him 10 grand a week which is frightening that's that's you could probably put the entire Livingston starting a living on yeah. 10 grand a week uh, and you were getting <laughs> our city to be fair they don't want to sit forward either so no. uh, the one that they do does play for Rangers <laughs> as well um, aye so, so basically he's not had a good week because he's uh, and I, I think he's going to get short shrift from Rangers I cannot see uh, anyone coming out and go actually yeah you're right you know what we have underpaid you and then we're going to publicly be uh, let it be known that we're going to pay you back for that. So whether whether or not they actually do owe him or not, he's obviously still got some sort of grievance with the with the club and wasn't very happy with how Stephen Gerrard treated them and punted them to the reserves. I, I don't think Stephen Gerrard was very particularly pleased with him or Sadiq either. So no. I presume that's fairly mutual. I mean, but how, I, I mean, how do you get to a point with players like that where they obviously almost instantly he's realised that he's not very good at football, but yeah. like. I still don't understand how you get to the point where you sign him in the first place and then like oh, I think very quickly he scored, he scored I, I don't know how he did well I do because it's the Dutch League but he scored goals yeah. in the Dutch League yeah. last season but so did Alfonso Alves yeah, it's the Dutch League's a, a weird league you, you, you get some obviously very turn it to be very good players and then you get some very it's, average players so you, you, look at, you look at and you've got that guy scored 30 goals in the Dutch League is he going to be Rude van Nistelrooy is he going to be Matthias <laughs> Gessman or is he going to be Alfonso Alves yeah. Yeah, I have no way of knowing because no. they all score the same <laughs> number of goals <laughs> <laughs> Thank there you. needs to be some. There needs to be some sort of sliding scale yeah. of Dutch centre yeah. forward. So we try. So yeah, Luke, Luke De Jong scores about twenty five a season now for PSV, and yeah. he, he was always entirely average. But, but then you watch Ajax got in Real Madrid. Out. Yeah. But they're not even top. I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's very strange. Yeah, we, I, I always thought um, uh, me and my brother always thought that Lozano wasn't especially good, uh, and it turns out 
the World Cup goes. Actually, quite good, uh, but it's hard to know. Yeah, I'll jump in with a naughty. Uh, the British Army. Um, I'll, 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 and as a naughty, given that as Patrick Thistle's form has come a juddering halt, then it turns out that getting the SAS to drag you around the hillside wasn't the great turning point <laughs> in Patrick Thistle's season. Um, so as a result, they're on the hot seat essentially. So yeah, the, the British Army are, are down as a naughty because as it turns out, that's not going to make the difference as Patrick Thistle are still scrabbling around the bottom yeah, of the championship. Call in the RAF next time. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get the job done, get the RAF involved. <laughs> Sting Gary Caldwell or Sting Chris Dillon out in a boat when you go mate that'll help yeah. the socks try it nah um, I will go for a naughty which is a bit more boring uh, Berwick Rangers they they look like they've always been rotten like they've, 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 at no point in this season have they been doing well but they've been doing particularly worse of late and all of a sudden RB and Rovers both on and off the pitch have been winning matches <laughs> and now they're only two points yeah. behind I think they've still to play each other so all of a sudden, Berry Rangers. Albion Rovers are game in hand as well. Yeah, against yeah. Cowdenbeath as yeah. well. Not like a, not like you know, um, former Albion Rovers won two in a row. They could be anybody, yeah. but um, <laughs> the, 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 uh, Berry are a bit like the kind of char- the main character, and it follows. They kind of don't believe this thing's happening. This kind of threat behind them, and then all of a sudden, it just can't, it's an unstoppable force, and they can't do anything about it. And then by the time we find out, it's too late. It's yeah. like, oh, oh shit, we're four points behind. We one game to go, and we are. Getting yeah, yeah. and they're it's like helping Rovers. Like if they do go into the playoff, like they talked about it. And it's hard to tell how much it matters. Go into it with confidence, regardless. Yeah, now, cause yeah. they've won a couple of games, which up until well, I mean, basically they hadn't won a game yeah. um, all yeah. season. So even if they go in, it'd be, it's going to be school break from the from the um, <coughs> Roland League. It looks like it's going to be Cove Rangers again. Mm-hmm. Whichever of those they play. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah. If they go into it, at least they're going to have a wee bit of confidence. If Berwick went to it, they've just they've just flatlined like <laughs> since about September. Like yeah. um, and they don't the manager they've gone through managers, um some really new guy Johnny Harvey is I don't know, nobody knows who he is. He's yeah. uh, he's had essentially another John Brogan. Yeah. Um I'll be got rid of their John Brogan, <laughs> but Berwick Rangers still have theirs. Fun times, I think, at the bottom of League Two. I mean, it did. It turns out, it turns out the sack on the social media guy did get them a win against Peterhead, but they're yeah. still, yeah, <laughs> focusing on the game. Uh, my, I've got to sack someone every week. <laughs> just, just keep sacking folk until we, until we sort it out. Uh, I, I've got another hottie, which is sport related, but very much not football. Um, a hottie is ice skating. Ice skating's back. Um, so just to put where, it in a where, where did it go? Well, I mean, where's ice skating been? Like, nowhere. Did, did you pay, pay any attention to ice skating? No. I, I, yeah, last time was probably... Well, fil- uh, the, that I, Tonya film, and then before that, Blades of Glory. It's, it's interesting that you should mention I, Tonya, because this is the reason why ice skating is back, essentially. Um, where uh, an American girl um, allegedly tried to cut a Korean girl. Um, so she sustained a gash to her calf as she tried to complete a ladies' shot programme in the championships. Her agency accused Maria Bell of intentionally injuring Miss Lynn with a blade of her skate. Lynn was slowly skating on the edge of the, of the rink after completing her turn. Maria Bell was scheduled to rehearse after Lynn, which, who suddenly kicked and stabbed Lynn's calf with her skate blade. So I'm suddenly interested and, in ice skating. And they're like sharpened to within an inch of the life of the blades that they use in the professional ice skating, like, um, so. At the professional ice skating game. The professional, whatever it's called, the, the, the circuit, literally. I um, I, I just remind me of uh, that Elise Christie, the British one, the yeah. Scottish lassie who does it. It just, every time I watched her, just got disqualified every single fucking time she <laughs> <they> competed. 
It's like, like imagine putting your whole life into going to the Winter Olympics and you like do one lap, get disqualified, and it's like, yeah, are we home? Yeah. <laughs> see, see you in four years' time. What, what am I, since I mentioned Blades of Glory, one of my favourite things is at the same time there was a uh, quite sombre, I think, South Korean film about World War Two called Days of Glory. Uh, and I really hope there was at least a few people that got confused between the two. And I'm, I'm <laughs> hoping for the uh, banter fest that was yep. Days of Glory and the or Blade. I get confused there. Yeah. It's easy. To, it's easy to do. But yeah, ice, ice, ice skating is so hot that it's not yeah. nice. Is what I'm saying. Because again, they're sort of bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do we get any more? Uh, yeah, I'm just. I've got a football one. Um, and maybe, they, maybe this leads us on to what we're about to talk about, but uh, Oli Burke is another naughty at the moment. Um, poor against Kazakhstan, out wide. Um, they hadn't even come on against Dundee in the previous Celtic game. Hasn't scored under Neil Lennon. Uh, and to add to that, Queen's Park Curtis Roberts said he might be one of the worst footballers he's ever seen. So, <laughs> not being a scathing criticism uh, from Curtis with a K Roberts. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not, not the best few weeks for. Oliver Burke, who I used to think was probably going to be quite an exciting player, and I've now come to the realization that he's probably not. It, it, it does. It does just feel like a player waiting for a position, yeah. but but that position might just not be on a football pitch. Like there might not be a uh, like like at that point, it's like we've tried you in all the positions, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe a decent centre half. Like he's big and quick. I was about to say, maybe a decent fullback. Just leave yeah. him in there to just tear after put people. Him, put him in goals. Yeah, he's a big boy. He's a big boy. <laughs> uh, I've got I've got one more naughty, which is uh, sign writers. Um, because if I need to see another, I, I've not seen a good. I've essentially not seen a good sign since God committing you read. I'm pretty sure that was uh, yeah, that was yeah. the pinnacle of that. And since then, all we're getting now is, oh, my dog can't go on holiday because of Brexit. Fuck off. Yeah, I hope you have uh, a horrible life. The type of people I think Lemmy did a good job of, like uh, kind of swiping all the people that did it. I think he was saying if they if they had the Brexit march in Scotland, what would the um, yeah, what the same be saying? And it's like because it's all that sort of Jamie Godley pish. Yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump is a cunt. Like, that's uh, not that's not funny. Like uh, yes, but it's uh, not funny. Yeah, are we in Hodger Beast? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like it's like deliberately it's deliberately twee Scottishness, yeah. and it's like it makes light of a, a a vernacular that I think we all quite enjoy mm. using. Yeah. On a daily, I, I generally use it on a daily basis, but it's like it's not your my my culture is not your punchline. As yeah. one would say. <laughs> Is that, is that as funny as what he's on We got any more? Right, magic. Uh, thank you for a, a moment of, of levity there. Um, so we'll now. Uh, if you've been tuned in from that view from the terrace, you know, <laughs> oh, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll try the podcast that these boys have adapted that from. There's some really good football chat on there. Generally, generally that, but like, <laughs> what we've got to talk about now is the Scotland game, so you can kind of appreciate where we're going with. Putting off as far yeah. as long as possible. Um, so, yeah, Scotland played San Marino uh, yesterday afternoon uh, at the exceptional, exceptionally normal kickoff time at 5 o'clock in the, in the evening mm. um, on a Sunday and defeated the, 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 the might of San Marino, San Marino 2 nothing, and then got booed. <laughs> thoroughly and roundly both during the game and after the game that was the most enjoyable bit about the game I was also booing I was, I was in the house of Moan yeah. scared the shit out of the cats but I was also <laughs> booing in the living room um, yeah it was unbelievably pedestrian um, uh, the, the point is like beating Sam I, I mean three points is three points you win the game but that after what happened on Thursday night which we're not we're not going to touch on, touch on too much but what happened you want a reaction 
for the first five minutes they got a reaction because in the first five minutes I genuinely thought we were going to wipe the floor with them because inside the first five minutes I think we were in behind four, four times and eventually scored and then they just looked useless. And so you're like, yeah, this is going to be, you know, what you expect. But then the performance from that point on, it's like you're, you're out to sort of restore some professional pride and be like, look, we're not as shit as it appeared that we were. But it turns out that yeah, they nah, are as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, did, it did look for a good period of the game as well that San Marino might get back into well, it. It was almost like they just sat off and were like, right, well, we're not going to win this game. We're not going to win this game. We'll, ju- we'll just keep it down. And then they started watching us try to play in front of them. They tried, They watched Kenny McLean for the 50th time play, like try, try and play a five-yard pass and they go behind Callum McGregor. They watched Callum McGregor taking two touches and then it, going to a San Marino player or out for a throw-in. And they're like, you know, actually, these, these boys, we can get something. And then they were counter-attacking in an all-right fashion. And yeah. they, they, there were a couple of moments where like... Mm. Yeah, the commentary team at one point said uh, about 72 minutes gone. And, you know... They would take this now, and when it was at one 0 like Scotland would take this now. Right? <laughs> like, eighteen minutes left against San Marino. This, like, this, this, this is this literally now. the worst team in Europe, yeah. <laughs> and they and they are terrible. But yeah. we, we, we made them look almost as competent. Like is it? I mean, they looked not that far off us in terms of the level. They were uh, they were breaking, and it was kind of four on four at points, and they they had time to kind of pick out passes, and they weren't under any great pressure. And then, as you say, when we had the ball. It's just unbelievably slow, and, and I, I know he mixed the team up a lot, which maybe doesn't help. But it's it's so like pedestrian. I said uh, McLeish has used. I, I didn't look at the number, but it, it's upwards of thirty different players since he took over as Scotland manager, and every single one of them has looked fucking rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and that's at one point you're like, look, it can't be that every single player mm. isn't isn't quite as good as we thought they were. Yeah, it's the manager, it's the shape, it's the way that they're set up. The belief he instills in them or the lack of the the everything mm-hmm. about it, and at some point you have to kind of go, okay, we're going to give you a pass. Even folk like Kevin McDonald who look utterly yeah. garbage, even these guys are like, well, maybe Oli McBurney, maybe the championship. Like I, I mean, I use it as a stick to beat the championship with because every single, basically every mm-hmm. single time you get a player in the championship who hasn't played in the top flight in Scotland. Yeah. And everyone talks him up, and then they get put in the team, and it's like, oh no, magically he's not very good. Right. Maybe, maybe they're fine. Maybe if Gordon Strachan had picked Kevin McDonald, I'm saying Gordon Strachan as a medium competent yeah, manager, as a, as a, as a, me- yeah, yeah, was a failure yeah. who got yeah. bombed out when he should have done. But even he was uh, um, several he was levels above this. After he should have been bombed yeah, out, yeah, he was several he's levels above yeah, yeah. this. Maybe the guys would have looked okay. And so you're starting to go like we can absolve. No, you can't absolve the players. There are several players. There are, players, there are yeah. several players on that park who had no have no business playing for Scotland if we had a good team. Um, Mark McNulty. McNulty yeah. been the, I think the most egregious of them because since when is having one good one for loan and a mid-table team scoring some most many of which were penalties make you suddenly have to be relied upon in competitive qualifiers. Twice he came on as a sub and he, he looked every bit the guy that Redden decided he wasn't mm-hmm. good enough. And that's no slight on him. He's a good player. He's, yeah, he's doing yeah, yeah. fine, but he's he, he's several miles away from what Scotland want. You can look at Kenny McLean. He's the same. He's just not good enough. Graham Shinney, he's just not good enough. With Donald, who I love, he's probably not good enough. I mean, there is yeah, another yeah, right yeah, back, yeah. so you're, you're kind of... Yeah. But... but 
so many others because Johnny Ross Johnny Ross is like is he in his thirties? He must be nearly thirty. He's in MLS. I don't have any problem with MLS. It's probably some good players there. Why is Johnny Russell still playing for Scotland? Why? Why did? Why did they come back? Why? Why has he been brought back? There are, and he was rubbish. He scored, but he was rubbish. What? I think there's always, I think there's always a debate when it comes to Scotland about how much of it's to do with the manager, how much is it to do with actually our players are not as good as they're bummed up to be, and I think, um, and a lot of times it's you know for. The last ten years, or certainly the last five or six years, we've been really stymied by having no defenders. We've had absolutely no central defenders, and no matter how competent we can look going forwards, we're always hamstrung by the fact that we're just yeah. throwaway goals. Um, now we've probably got a few places that we're really weak in, or we're not quite sure about right back, for instance. Def- central defence is still an issue, and up front, there's not that many to choose from. So, so there is an element of it where I do have sympathy for. McLeish or Strachan when they're in they're kind of working with fairly thin gruel when it comes to some of those positions as you say the issue is that for McLeish it's consistently average performances from even people you know are very good Andy Robertson's not had a good game Forrest is probably the one exception to that and uh, Naismith's had bits when he's been in Christy I think was one that's been very good when he came in but Again, that, that was when Christie. It didn't matter what he did. Yeah, every, yeah. every every decision he made was and, the right decision. And, and Forrest has been a bit like that as well. To be yeah. honest, he's kind of uh, bomb-proof in that sense that he, he's he's been pretty good consistently now for for a couple of seasons. And occasionally just goes beyond yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Andy Robertson is. I can't remember him having a really stand the way that he has for Liverpool on an almost weekly basis. I can't remember him having a performance like that for. Uh, Scotland and he does. It's not like he shoulders any more responsibility. He just the, the way the team is set up, it doesn't work to his strengths at all. It, the the best that we looked was the away game in Albania um, when we were fast and we moved the ball quickly and um, the the front three kind of worked together well in the midfield, operated well with them. But that's been that's been about it in terms of actual performances where you think I can see a plan. That McLeish has put in place, you can see the players that are fitting that plan. And it's but but even at that, right. Eros, Eros Greister was taking Callum yeah, Patterson to Queen yeah, that night. And but again, we can't yeah, we get something wrong because we were like, who else do we yeah. get into that? that um, that's the, but yeah, that, that's my issue is like, so you've got Robertson not playing well. I, I don't personally think as much as he, he's an off the field leader because he's, um, he's an inspirational person, yeah. he's not a captain. No. Um, but the problem is, you look around the squad, and he's about the only player that, that you know is going to turn up and play in every game. Who else are you going to make the captain of Scotland? Like McGregor was, is also not a captain. There's not a captain there. The problem was that team that we put out against Kazakhstan. James Forrest was the oldest player. He was 27. Uh, there's no experience there. Nobody's got any caps. The guys, it's like people keep turning their nose up at Charlie Mulgrew, who has been genuinely injured the last couple yeah. of. The reason Charlie Mulgrew is important to that squad is because he's a guy that's got like 40 caps for Scotland and he's experienced and he's been through it. And He's, he's also well-known and well-liked yeah. within the squad as well. He's, he's, as you say, it's not just the experience there, but just as, as you mentioned in Kazakhstan, I saw, I caught about 20 minutes of Russia turn up to play Kazakhstan. And obviously, again, Russia are an entirely reasonable team. Um, they're not... A million miles above us. They're not a million miles. The above. World, I mean, okay, World, World Cup quarter finalists. I know it was in a different. Uh, yeah, 
they were like they're not but again it's, they're not in a, they're not in a, a different echelon to us in the way that sort of Spain are or no. Italy are no, or no, Germany no, no, no. They're, they're a better team than us but the way in which Russia played in the game immediately the ball got pinned up to the Kazakhstan fullbacks and they absolutely took them to pieces just got the ball into that area Kazakhstan couldn't get out because the fullbacks couldn't do anything they couldn't play out of that area and immediately it was a case of oh right so there's a plan there there's like an, an idea of how you're going to go and punish them because you've got Number one, you've got wide players that can do that. Number two, you know that that's an area that can be exploited. Um, I can barely remember us getting the ball wide at any point during that game and, and the, getting at the fullbacks the at any point. The times that they did, the times in the first 15 minutes, Burt got the ball through yeah. the times and he absolutely roasted the boy. But then being all the Burt, like he, he either ran it straight out for a throw in or his cross was like, Went for a corner, like there was no. But again, that was a goal kick. Even that was in the first five ten minutes. Yeah, and and then it, 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 we didn't go back. It didn't. We didn't return it, to that. It's like Scotland have always been accused of playing lots of like kick and rush football, aggressive but no quality. If they'd done that against Kazakhstan, they'd have won. Yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't do that. There was no urgency, and it was the same against them. No urgency in the performance. Like people standing about, and it comes down. I mean, it comes down to a lot of things. But the midfield three, it doesn't matter who you are, who you're playing. You need an anchor. It's like you need someone just to sit and do nothing. Yep. And I I don't necessarily know how good McTominay is, but he's better than Kenny McLean, I can tell you that. <laughs> and and just, 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 just but apart from even if he's not better than Kenny McLean, Kenny McLean is what, twenty eight? Yeah. He's got no international future, realistically. Yep. He's not gonna he's not gonna be there's, there's, there's younger players no, he's fine he's fine he's good he's been. He's done better than I thought he would in that league and he yep. might well be in the Premier League next year McTominay is 22 he's playing for Man United he's, played, he's been trusted by Mourinho and now by Solskjaer in big games he, he's not going to he's not going to look out of place against Kazakhstan he's yeah. not going to definitely look out of place against him why are we not why has he not been playing I'm very confused by it and I think I don't think it's any slight on him. I think it's like McLeish going, as he did fatefully in Georgia all those years ago. He's gone. We can win this game. I don't need to hold the midfielder. The time he dropped um, Graham Alexander to play Sean Maloney yeah. in Georgia, which which was one of the reasons that that team fell apart. So much of this that I I have been going on about this for a long time. Alex McLeish for the first time around was the luckiest manager Scotland have ever had. The amount of those games, okay, the, per- the performance in, in France was exceptional. The performance yeah. at home to Italy in the final game, exceptional, but spurred on massive game. Players motivated to within an inch of their life, spurred on by huge crowds. Like if you're not motivated by that, yeah. then. Yeah, like, you're like, not that, be... that, that Italy game will likely be unsurpassed in terms of how important and how big a game. Even if we get a game where we qualify for a major tournament, it's not going to match the having beaten France and potentially yeah. beating yeah. Italy yeah. to yeah. qualify. Um, so all that being said, he got that. But there were so many games. The game at home to Lithuania, where Jamie Kevley and Graham Murray as the fullbacks, I believe, we were up. They got brutalised that day and behind all the time. Michaelinis, uh, Chesnowskis, I think, was playing constantly ripped apart and um, got dragged through the game by McFadden eventually. These kind of things happened those times, and because we won the games, they got overlooked, just like Israel at home. Yeah, we yeah. we were we were there, Graham. Yeah. For forty minutes again, from from we conceded up until we scored the third goal, we were tremendous, excellent. Then the arse collapsed completely, and we it was the same mistakes that we kept seeing over and over again. Watch the performances, and you can't tell me that's the manager that you want. It, yeah. do, it doesn't matter that we won 
against San Marino, we won against Israel, we won against Albania. These are all pish teams. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should be, we should be beating them, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, I, I would sort of disagree a wee bit about the, the first inning because I think as Scotland and a, and a group like that, which had Ukraine in it as well, you're, you need a bit of luck and we're never going to be very good for all those games. And we've historically always struggled against those kind of mid to bad teams yeah. um, all the time. So I, I don't mind us kind of scraping out some of those at home or away, to be honest. But I think, looking at it now, there is certainly... If you if you judge it based on how McLeish is in the media and how he kind of talks around uh, games, I wouldn't be that inspired by him or be able to understand what he's looking for. And it comes across that the players don't necessarily do either. It seems very muddled. I, I don't know what his philosophy particularly is or what he's trying to do with those players. Or the fact he brings in so many players, sometimes, as I say, it's because they need to because they're so short in positions but there isn't any great rhyme or reason to we'll bring somebody in that's of a similar skill set to the person that we've lost it's just yeah. let's bring this person in because I don't know why they need somebody in it and, and I, I, again it's, it's it's not as as always it's not particularly fair to compare it to what's happening down south in England but in terms of their player development and players yeah. coming into the squad and you saw in Germany as well they said oh, to like Thomas Muller and whatever like, you can't play anymore essentially yeah. you're no longer going to be selected and under McLeish just now we do actually have of the players that we have we have a series of bodies both in and, and, and out of the squad at the moment who are good players um, but there doesn't seem to be any well this is the way we're going to play this is what yeah. we're going to, against better teams we're going to set up like this against yeah. teams that we should beat we're going to set up like this it just kind of feels like you're just chucking them like these bodies, these guys are doing fine right now, so fine, just yeah. chuck out and off you go. I mean, yeah. the, the one thing you might say about it in, in five or ten years' time is that this is a kind of, if you're being generous to McLeish, that this is a kind of transition. Because right. Strachan persisted with the same old players who were passed up, up until Up until the last six months yeah, when he actually... But McLeish has had to bring in folk yeah. like McKenna and... He can argue about whether McKenna and Bates and that should all be starting, but he's had to bring in yeah. some of those guys. Christie's come in, obviously, because his form's been good for Celtic, but sometimes that does take a while to gel. The, the problem at the moment is that with all those guys in the team, it, there isn't really any great sense of a... You can't see in three or four years' time if McLeish is still there, there being like something that, oh yeah, you can see the, the building yeah. blocks of what's going to happen in three or four years' time. It's just a kind of collection of players, some of whom happen to be young. Yeah, and uh, like say, as Craig said, the, the bit about McTominay is, is testament to that. McLean, if, if there's a plan for development, a plan to say this is what we're doing, this is a player's growing into being Scotland internationals, Kenny McLean's not well, your man for that role. So, so Kazakhstan away is a game where you, you pick the team to win. Yeah. So I don't mind if he thinks Kenny McLean was a better player then, and he picked him. All right, fine. Yeah. You're playing Sam. Like, yeah. we're, we're always going to beat Sam. I mean, okay, okay, we made very, very. <laughs> we're always going to win that game. If there's ever a game where you're going to go, right, we can we can think about where we're going going forward, and going forward is more likely to be McTominay in that position. It's certainly more likely, even though he was, be both of them are beyond garbage on um, Fossey, McBurney and Burke are young. Johnny Russell is not. Yes, yeah. no, you don't know what the point. What, what's the point? Why was he? Why was he playing? Like, I, I, I know he's, I know you have to win that game, but you're going to win that game. It's, it just doesn't. And none also, of it. Yeah, but 
I would, I would rather he just played for if he's going to do it, just play Forrest and Fraser. Why is, why is then, Forrest no, not playing? Yeah, you, you play yeah. them. You play, if you, even if you're wanting a style in terms of this is how we think it could work, given the the two of them and Fletcher kind of put together a good partnership. You maybe put uh, you, you make sure Forrest and Fraser are playing together as often as possible so that they can continue to get an understanding. And if you do a Fletcher, so you have to put somebody else in there. Fine. I didn't, make, I didn't even make Patterson play no, there. Yeah. No, and it's, it's, it's he, he, he might do that job. It's a similar type of role with Fletcher, but the fact you don't play Forrest kind of means, well, what? Are you, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing? Russell doesn't play in the same way. I'm, I'm actually really devastated that I'm really disappointed that we were robbed of Callum Patterson at Scotland number nine. <laughs> yeah. um, him lining up for the for the anthem with a number nine on his back. This is amazing. This is brilliant. You definitely a bit of Schadenfreude with the um, getting injured on Apple's the grass like, pitch <laughs> after like Warnock. I can imagine Warnock's face getting him back, and I'm like, "Fuck you, Neil Warnock." Um, uh, along those lines as well, uh, imagine my surprise that Kieran Tierney's going to be fit for the Old Firm game as well. To be fair, he I mean, flew out to Kazakhstan, yeah. like, which is <laughs> I I can't imagine he went. I'm going to fly to Kazakhstan yeah. for the but but no, for the airmails. Yeah, but um, no, I mean it is interesting. He's that's part of the, that has been now people have gone on about pullouts and it was really really apparent in the Nations League game this time around. There weren't actually that many like like yeah. Patterson and Fraser fucked us over with them yeah being pansies about yeah. playing on plastic pitches. Most of the other guys that pulled out, Tierney was a question mark. Robertson probably did have an abscess. Yeah. I mean, I've yeah, noticed, I've noticed, I mean, yeah. he played against San Marino, yeah, so yeah. I mean, yeah. you think probably. Yeah. Um, the rest, I mean, Archer pulled out, A, he's shite, and B, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, 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 he missed my FA Cup quarterfinal. Yeah. You assume the guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mulgrew, was out for two weeks before the game. Yeah. Both of the last squads, he's named Charlie Mulgrew in the squad, despite him not having played for weeks. So yeah. these are, are strange situations. The, the interesting thing for me is the reaction from the crowd, which Scotland Scotland supporters are notorious, absolutely notorious for being the biggest happy clap oh, of the you, you got you got, to, you got to remember after the Gibraltar game, they were chatting that they wanted Gordon Strachan to stay, uh, which I, was, I imagine is why a big reason why Strachan did stay, because uh, the, the, the reaction to that was, everyone was like, oh, it's, it's Gordon Strachan, he's brilliant, uh, oh, we, we won 5 nothing. we, we won uh, fuck all. I was, I was, I, that was one of the angriest times I've been... About Scotland fans, because <laughs> I, I was in, uh, I, I think I was in before I was due to go down to that Gibraltar game, and we stayed in Lisbon because we're like, fuck this, we're not going yeah. to that waste of time. But yeah, the fact that everyone was going, oh, hey, great, well done, Gordon, I, I was honestly absolutely furious. I'm like, if he fucking stays for it's another just as well, did they go? <laughs> <laughs> but, Andy Harrow just taking bodies across <laughs> the stand. But with that in mind, like to hear like. Yeah, relentlessly like they fuck the SFA and the sack. I mean, sack the board's a kind of strange shirt because yeah. I mean there is a board that exists. The SFA board does exist, but it's not quite the same as at your club. Yeah. But and then and then the general booing of players. I mean, not players as in directed at players, but booers of the kind of backwards passing and the pedestrian stuff. And then the half time and at full time, the the booze at full time were. Mm. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, as beyond what I've ever heard from Scotland I've been at Scotland games um, I watched Craig Levine's team getting scudded in Sweden um, I was at that game and I've never seen it like it's, uh, it's usually because Scotland fans and, and you can't blame them most of the people are there to get pissed and travel to another yeah. country yeah. but even at that stage they were obviously just done I with know, it and I, I I feel like I feel like there must be so much more pressure to act as a result of that, which is a good thing to come out of it. 
because you've got we've got, side, got to sell tickets for Cyprus. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, who's no, paying 25 no. quid around? I mean, they've cut the prices, but who's... No. Apart from the folk that have bought the season tickets already, i.e. the mugs, um, <laughs> who is... Um, uh, yeah, no, I, I would have got a free one of those two games. I would have probably considered it. Because yeah. um, if you win that, you win three in a row. You're, I mean, we're, we're out. Like, we're literally out after a, a game. Like, there's nothing... Who are out after 27 minutes? I know, I know. And there, so there's nothing appealing about it. You're basically tread water until next March. Yeah, and we're. Uh, so, I mean, we're in France in the summer, and we're playing Belgium not that far away. Yeah. And had there been some sort of feel good yeah. factor, we might have went, "Oh, do you want to yeah, jump yeah, in the yeah. train to Brussels? Are we fucked?" Like, yeah, yes. I'm not going to Brussels. Yeah. not a chance. Um, Absolutely not. I would. I, I'm. I don't think I'll even. Think, I, I imagine I'll find something else to do in yeah, France. Well, watch it. Yeah. 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 Um, it's just I. I I have a feeling. I thought he might. I thought they might have phased them out after the Nations League, even though we yeah. got through. I thought they might have been able to do some sort of staged health reasons. I mean, there's, there's health. There are health reasons there. It's fairly apparent. Um, I think um, that now just pull the trigger, man. I, 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 I was very surprised he wasn't thanked at the end of the Nations League, and and that was the end of it. I'm really surprised that I'm really surprised that they because that. As well as that, if you know that you're going to do that, then you've got time. Because one way or another, if you win all your games in the Nations League, either way, or if you lose them all, doesn't it matter? Either way, you know that in three months, four months' time, you can announce a new manager, which then gives you six months before the next series of games, which then gives the guy whoever you appoint to, to prepare it. But again, but even, it feels like you're kind of caught in the hop now. Even and just, but even now, you've got, you've got Cyprus at home. Most managers will win that game. Yeah. And then Belgium, we were going to lose anyway. Yeah. So in some senses, there's it's not much to lose. Yeah. The main thing is that we have a manager who is going into those playoffs where, fingers crossed, they're in a tough group, but fingers crossed Serbia can qualify because they're the, the one team yeah, worried about. Yeah. And then we've got Finland at home, probably, potentially Norway at home. Yeah. Now, Decent teams. They're good teams. They're, 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 they're they could beat us, yeah, but, yeah. but you would expect you would expect Scotland yeah. to have a good chance. So yep. the main thing is building for that now. Yep. I mean, okay, maybe that manager catches us out and takes four points off Russia, and we somehow still sneak through. It's unlikely, yeah. but that's a bonus. Yeah. What we're aiming at now is the playoffs. And, aye, and I suppose if it if it means that. You figure out who your um, set two centre halves are, and yeah, but yeah, this, is, this is coming back to you got me planning ahead. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, more than enough on yeah. that. Uh, so we also had this weekend uh, a Challenge Cup final, uh, the Ironbrook Cup final in Inverness, as Ross County defeated Connors Key Nomads. Uh, we're watching, having watched Scotland, Kazakhstan, and then watching how you like, there's so many similarities here. Scottish football getting embarrassed <laughs> on an international stage. Because Connors Key Nomads, um, they are the they are having like when you come across footballers. One of the things that I found most surprising is that like, I'm a big lad to begin with, but I kind of presume that everyone's the same size as me because you're a professional yeah. athlete. Nah, footballers are tiny. The yeah. Connors Key Nomads lads, well, every single one of them, fucking massive, <laughs> absolute fucking. Welsh farmhand giant, <laughs> enormous, like uh, the big, like the biggest collective group of of people I've come across in, in uh, quite a while. We, me, and Craig Cairns and Gary Cocker went and watched them play at Dumbarton last year, and they were 
and, and bear in mind I've watched Rangers and Celtic play in Scotland they were the most detestable team I've ever <laughs> seen play in this Scotland like we, we went along as neutrals I was kind of I kind of initially went along thinking it would be quite funny if this uh, kind of bunch of Welsh numpties turn up and beat them but and by the end of it like we were like jumping up and down and Froxy put I think Froxy <laughs> scored a free kick and it was like get that fucking up and we were delighted that they, um, the game went to extra time and they missed their train <laughs> we were delighted. They missed their train from Glasgow Central. Delighted about it because, and then I was watching that again. Remember when Stephen Gerrard um, accused Kelly of, um, of rugby style tactics because Kelly committed fifteen fouls against Rangers last weekend. Connors came on. Nomads had committed fifteen fouls within thirty-five minutes. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah, no, they had yeah, thirty-five minutes. They committed oh. their fifteenth foul. They they were. So agricultural, but at the same time, Ross County were beyond shite in the first half. Yeah, uh, offered absolutely nothing in the game as well. I uh, like the, the, the first half count. You could just see them sort of looking around, and be like, "The fuck are these people?" Jake, Jake, that's part of it. They're actually just shocked at how I, 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 yeah. they're just taking bodies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think they were genuinely a, a little bit shaken by the fact that because in the build up. Connors Key and our manager made it very clear that we're up for this. We're buying up for this. We're, this is. This is one of the biggest things that we've ever, this is the biggest thing that the club's ever done essentially, we're buying up for this, we're going to be, whatever happens, we'll be ready to, to, to compete in this game. Uh, and then the first like, 25 minutes are happening, you see the Ross County guys just looking around, like, what are we dealing with here? This is like absolute nonsense. And again, some of those players have won the League Cup with Ross County. <laughs> yeah. They beat Celtic in the semi final and then you watch them do that. Yeah. <laughs> Astonishing. I guess they, they did turn it turn it right into their credit but it took them I mean it did look like the longer they went on yeah. they weren't going to do it but well, Connorsky just tired and then County I mean yeah. the substitution bringing, bringing Mullen on Mullen on was he, I mean he's he's clearly a, one of their better players but um, as he said in his post-match interview that he was he was disappointed not to start but he knew the manager had been rotating for all the games and especially yeah. in that tournament and so he kind of wasn't surprised but he came on and he just made an immediate as soon as he was on the park he made a run down the left channel um, beat a couple of guys and you're like okay this guy kind of looks up for it and then he, he, yeah. I mean okay he got a, a massive stroke of luck yeah. with the, I mean that goalkeeper uh, was awful but mm. but it, it looked like it I mean the, fir- the first two goals it was kind of coming behind their full backs yeah. seemed to be yeah, just, just couldn't, couldn't deal yeah. with it, uh, that sort of change of pace yeah uh, he brought it up again by that point that was an hour in they, they all kept failing I think it's the number 8 for Connors Key his name escapes me for about 10 minutes he was literally just walking around in circles <laughs> around about the centre circle oh, yeah. and, uh, any, any time the ball went out you could see him sort of half-heartedly go for it but ultimately for 10 minutes he was just like get me off of here yeah. I can't I can't even run anymore I'm absolutely finished uh, but yeah uh, Ross County um, Ross County collecting the second trophy of the season um, the second Biggest as well. That's <laughs> uh, but yeah, Konski should have been outside by half time as well. Even even at well, like the goalkeeper gifting it to um... that that one I can just about forgive because it just came. In, you're not in any way set for it. So you you have a strike and the keeper pulled it. I could say, but the one that the boy blazed over the bar was um was that's that's a that's that's that, that was the game changing moment really. Uh, that goes in. Uh, if 
if Koniski won three nothing up at half time, <laughs> which I, I get just not in any way out of the realms of possibility. Like where do you go from there? Like, no, unbelievable no. stuff. But uh, I'd yeah. like to um, issue a special get up to the Welsh TV commentators as well. They are a bunch of pricks. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were they were like like the way they were talking after uh, when I watched them. I watched. TNS get put out by Queen's Park on penalties and it was so funny because they were just building up TNS as being so amazing in Queen's Park as these plucky amateurs and then they're like delving deeper and deeper into depression as Queen's Park eventually put them out. They're, they're, they're a horrible bunch of pricks. <laughs> on that fantastically positive note, uh, that rounds up our show for today. Uh, so we're actually we're off to record the Patreon where we're going to discuss potential changes for the Challenge Cup which I presume might be Ridiculous, to be quite honest. So, yeah, the positive and the negatives out of that. So, yeah, we'll get on to be doing that. So, you can subscribe to that by visiting patreon.com slash terrace podcast. You can contact us at terrace podcast at gmail.com and all the various social media channels. Uh, thank you very much, Craig. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.